Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. Although we kind of did the old... Dipsy do on you. We had Greg Cosell on a Wisdom Wednesday, and we've got Professor Andrew Brandt on a teaching tutorial Thursday. Great timing because I can't wait to talk to Andrew about the NFL vaccination stuff, the players with the OTA stuff. There's a lot going on to get to with Andrew, of course, the host of the Business of Sports podcast. Speaking of business, though, It's the last show of the week, at least the last live show. You can, of course, go ahead and listen or watch at YouTube, Even Money, Fantasy Feast, College Draft. I know a lot of you do. I would love if more of you would just try one other show. But the point is, since it's the last show we're recording this week, we got to get down to business, give out some winners. It's a Winners Thursday. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Really simple. All you have to do is spread the word via social media at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker Pod. That's what Chris Golian did. G O L I A N. He retweeted one of the Joe Banner videos at Ross Tucker Pod. Chris, it's that easy. Hit me up with an email, buddy. Ross at Ross Tucker.com. Let me know what you want. By the way, for those of you watching on YouTube, I just found I had missed this press pass. Browns Giants from early in the season with my face on it. Looking pretty good, huh? Huh? For those of you checking out on YouTube, go ahead. Let me know if you want that, Chris. Sponsor confirmation email winner, Jason Massapust, who, by the way, uh, I think he works for the Brewers, which is very cool. He took advantage of the Express VPN offer. Why would you not? It's like six free months, and you get to check out any shows you want. So, Congratulations, Jason. Let me know what you would like. And the YouTube shout-out goes to Matt Rizzo. Matt, I'm literally going to do a Cameo-style video for you like I just did for somebody that paid for it, except you get it for free. So email me, ross at rosstucker.com. Let me know who you want me to give the shout-out to and for what reason. It is Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, he is the man. He's the host of the Business of Sports podcast. 
And I got to tell you, Andrew, the last three days, you'd be proud of me. I was in Cleveland at the Cleveland Clinic taking advantage of one of the collectively bargained benefits you get as a former player called the brain and body assessment. I'm telling you this because, number one, it's why I had to switch around the schedule this week. Number two, I haven't had a chance to check out the business of sports yet. Number three, I tweeted about it. Highly encourage any former players that listen or watch the show. Take, I mean, I'm meeting with the leading neurologist, cardiologist, uh, nutritionist, uh, orthopedic surgeon. It was, it was unbelievable. And I guess I'll start there, Andrew, because there's always this perception that the NFL chews guys up, spits them out, doesn't care at all when they're done. And maybe that's true, but at least if that is true, the NFLPA has negotiated some pretty cool programs, some pretty cool benefits that guys really should take advantage of. Yeah, I mean, listen, listening to you right there, I'm, as you know, and everyone watching knows, I'm a health and fitness nerd. And it's just so great to hear that, that you can have access to the best and brightest. Um, it's so funny. I was just teaching the other day about steroids and the fact that A-Rod got these drugs from Biogenesis and Barry Bonds from this little shack in Menlo Park, California called Balco. And the reason I said, what, everyone's asking, why do they get it from there? And I'm like, hey, they're not handing these things out at the Cleveland Clinic. <laughs> it's like you're not going to get your designer steroids from the Mayo Clinic or Cleveland Clinic. So it's interesting you just brought that up. And speaking of teaching Thursday, I just taught my last class of the semester and I'm going to give an oral exam. So I'm going to have all these students because I got so many requests, Ross, from students like, hey, hey, they've all done all these mock negotiations among themselves. Like, can we negotiate with you? And I'm like, you know what? It's a lot of time, but I'll do it. So I've got 40 kids. They're going to negotiate with me. And the fact pattern is about Deshaun Watson. I am the president of the Houston Texans. We go through all the morals clause, conduct detrimental, everything in these contracts. They have to present to me their plan for dealing with Deshaun Watson. Wow, that is so interesting. It's funny, Andrew. I don't know. You know, I you and I are both friendly with Joe Banner. Yeah, I had Joe on Sunday night. Yeah, and he had a really interesting idea where a team could trade, let's say, um, a one and a two, or two ones and a two, or something like that, for Deshaun Watson, and then if he gets suspended uh, or is on the placed on the commissioner's exempt list, then it defaults back to just one, one, and two. I, I didn't, I hadn't thought about, I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. But I hadn't thought about the idea of putting discipline contingencies into the trade offer. Now, you know, you never know. I mean, the Texans might know they want to be done. It might not want to be a certain, they, they might be willing to do it. Yeah. I mean, I I, Joe would know more than me. I don't know if they would allow it. You know, the management council is very finicky <laughs> about, you know, what we see in trades, as you know, like the Wentz trade. If you play a certain amount, the pick goes from a three to a two or two to a one. Those things are easy. When you start messing around with if he's on the commissioner exempt or if he's disciplined or this discipline or that discipline, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know if the management council is going to approve that kind of deal because if my only reason for saying this is you would think this would have happened before for someone that's 
you know, kind of in trouble or, you know, are they going to sign a big deal next year? Are they not going to sign? And then, you know, with the Texans, you have the issue of they just signed them too and all the dead money. And there's so many issues involved. That's why my students can be very creative when they negotiate with me about this. But uh, just to get that out of the way, Ross, that continues. And I don't think we've talked since Nike Beats by Dre and HEB stores pulled away from Deshaun Watson. And it's like, what what was that? What was the tipping point there? Because there's really no new information. I think it's because one of the accusers outed herself, if you will, and talked about it. That was the day it changed. Now we wait as more and more are unveiling their identities against them. What is the league? What is the Texans going to do? It's that's something to watch. It is interesting. It's it's like once it got to the point, Andrew, where uh, one of these women would go on the record with her name and talk about it. They were like, all right, we got to be out now. It's yeah. it's almost like for these companies, it made it real. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, I mean, like, think about that. In one day, Nike, the H- HEB is the grocery chain, Beats by Dre, they're gone. Like, they're gone. And you're right, something tipped the scales for them. And now you wonder, I mean, again, two months ago, it's like, oh, who's going to be at five number one draft picks for Deshaun Watson? Of course that's not happening. And I don't think anyone's trading, even if there are contingencies. So now it comes down to the Texans. What are you going to do? Are you going to leave it to Roger? You know, that's what all these teams seem to do. Leave it to Roger. Yeah, he'll take care of it. He'll commissioner exempt him. He'll suspend him. He'll discipline him, whatever. You do wonder if one of these teams says, I don't want to wait for Roger. You know, we're going to do X. And the ultimate X is a release. I would have told you three weeks ago, no way in God's green earth would they ever release Deshaun Watson. I don't know now. I don't know. Wow. Uh, there's some other things I want to get into. I feel like we spent a lot of time yeah. over the last couple of months on Deshaun Watson. The NFL came out and said, if you want to be in tier one or tier two, you must be vaccinated. So it's so interesting, Andrew, because it's like they're not mandating that you get vaccinated, but if you have one of those jobs, like you're a coach or a trainer or you're in the equipment staff, you got to get vaccinated if you want to keep that job, I guess, or keep the role. Yeah, I'm not too upset about this in terms of whatever you want to call it, rights or there will be lawyers, how I always say it on Twitter. I just think this is a private business. And a month ago or six months ago, we're talking about, oh, my God, would the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball, would they jump the line? because we had limited supply of vaccines. Now, supply is not an issue. Supply is not an issue. Millions being vaccinated every day. So I think it's in the right of employers to do this, to say, yeah, I mean, you want to be in our group, you're getting vaccinated. And if they have religious objections or other objections, that's something you got to deal with. But if you're going to be around our team, and we're talking about going into year two with COVID, and we're talking about playing, not just like last year. We're actually talking about stadiums and all that stuff. So I understand it. And the NFL has taken some positions. We're going to talk in a minute about their position about players sitting out workouts. But they're like, it's like last year in a different way. Like, we're full steam ahead. Like, you're in or you're out. (laughs) And the NFL is saying, come on this train, be vaccinated, we're going. So here's my question, Andrew. Do they have to agree 
to the vaccine incentives with the NFLPA. Like, clearly they want as many players to get vaccinated as possible. They can't mandate it. But I think I saw some memo earlier, some tweet that if 75% of the guys in a position group, you know, have gotten vaccinated, they don't have to wear a mask during meetings, something like that. Does that have to be agreed to with the NFLPA? Or can the NFL just do that? And what do you think of those incentives to try to get the players to do it? It's a good question. You know, we went through the, the sort of CBA after the CBA about playing through COVID last year. Now we're in part two of that. I have not heard of any reach out between the union and the league or vice versa about vaccines. Again, I'm speaking off turn here, but I do think this seems to be in the rights of the team, just like we're talking about with tier one, tier two employees. We want to have herd immunity basically within our team. So we want you to be vaccinated. As far as demanding it or sitting, holding your arm while they, they jab you, I don't, they can't do that. But Again, this is a private industry as big as the NFL is. And if they want to require that for their employees, just like some business down the street from whoever's listening, I assume they can. Let's get to the NFLPA, NFL offseason stuff. Been a really busy week yeah. where several teams have come out and said, we're not showing up as a team. We're not showing up, which is a little bit interesting that they are making an announcement that they're not going to attend something that is already voluntary. Well, the voluntary workouts have been an issue for years and years about it's not voluntary. It's certainly not voluntary for marginal players trying to make the team. And now we have a line in the sand drawn by J.C. Treder and the NFLPA saying, hey, it worked great last year, virtual offseason, let's do it again. But this, like everything we just talked about, the NFL is not into virtual offseason. They will for a while, but starting mid-May, you're on the field. And that's where the rubber is going to hit the road. Now, I did see the Broncos kind of back off and say, hey, we didn't know it's like not really starting till mid-May. We thought it was starting earlier. We're going to reassess. Brandon McManus said that. But this has been the priority of the union for years, less off-field, less on-field time in the offseason. Now they're taking it to the extreme. And I don't know what you think, but what they're trying to say is that, hey, we had a great 2020, we had fewer injuries, and there was no drop-off in performance or quality of play by not having an offseason. That's fine. But the question is, if you can have an offseason, because we're past where we were in spring and summer of 2020, why not? And that's what the NFLPA agreed to with voluntary workouts forever. So... I think that this is going to be an issue. Now, we haven't even talked about my expertise, which is the business side. So there are tons of workout bonuses, and primarily from the team that can blame me for it, which is the Packers. And evidently, they're not going to go to teams like the Packers and demand that because the Packers have $5 million tied up in workout bonuses. And again, I'll just say right here, quick background. I came into the Packers. Everyone was not showing up in the spring. They don't want to go to Green Bay. They want to stay in Florida, Texas, California, wherever they're from. I decided I'm going to change this. I'm going to break off money in all these new contract negotiations. If you're supposed to make a million, you're making 900. We're putting 100 towards workout. You're supposed to make 5 million, you're making 4.5 million. 500 towards workout. And I would sell it to the players and agents that you could get your 500000 now would not be salary. You'll get it in the spring. Isn't that great? 
But everyone wanted to stay where they were. They wanted to send in reports every day from Texas or Florida. And I'm like, no, no, we're establishing a culture here. You got to be here. So now it's in every Packer contracting veteran, including Aaron Rodgers. So they're not going to miss that. Then the average rank and file player, people don't talk about this, is making like 270 a day for per diem for works outs. Now, to the stars, that means nothing. But to an at marginal player on the bottom of the roster, yeah, they want that. So I think it's going to be really hard to keep players out, not stars, but keep out the rank and file. You know, I, I was not necessarily a marginal bottom of the roster player, Andrew. I was probably somewhere in the middle. But I liked going to the offseason program. Mm -hmm. I mean, and now it's $270 a day. By the way, free breakfast, free lunch, healthy, like healthy that they make for you. Free breakfast, free lunch. You're working out with your teammates and or guys maybe you're competing with the spot for. You're getting that extra money. I mean, $270 a day, I mean, you're talking, they get paid for four of those days, right? So 540, you're talking over $1,000 a week. Whereas all your buddies are paying money to go to Gold's Gym or whatever, right. you're getting over a thousand dollars a week to work out. And you know, I don't care unless you're like at one of these highfalutin exos or whatever. It's not the same as being at your team's facility. Um, I I don't understand why the NFLPA is doing this. I, I really think. Listen, it's voluntary. Other than the mandatory minicamp, if they want to fight over the mandatory minicamp and make that voluntary, okay. But other than that, voluntary means voluntary. Guys that want to do it, go ahead. Guys that don't, don't. I mean, when I was in Buffalo, Andrew, a lot of guys didn't come. They didn't want to, same with the they didn't want to be in Buffalo. So a lot of the star players weren't there in the offseason in Buffalo. I mean, this is where we've, so we, as, as talking like a front office executive now, where we solve talent because, like you just said, the stars aren't there. And the most obvious example is a guy named Aaron Rodgers because Brett Favre would never come for the offseason. So Aaron Rodgers ran the team for two years. And we saw and we were comfortable turning the keys over to him based on those four months every offseason that he handled the team. And guys were like, oh, my God, this guy's great. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's behind the union making this a priority. I don't want to get into any arguments, but to me, if why didn't they make the 17th game the, the priority that they're making off-season workouts? I mean, come on. You talk about what's important. So they, they're not fighting as hard for a 17th game in-season as they fight against off-season work it's off-season. So That's interesting. What about um, – you mentioned the Packers. There's like this weird uh, Aaron Rodgers-Packers contract situation. Maybe, maybe not. There's all these reports that come up every week. What does your gut tell you is going on there? I'm seeing it very practically. Like, what's the pro? What's the what's the reasoning for all this reports? I mean, what he has a contract. He has three years left. They're not going to extend him. They don't need extra years out of Aaron Rodgers because they have a backup plan. They have a succession plan, which they will go to either next year or the year after. So I don't understand. And then if you're talking about restructure, well, why do you push dead money into, on a guy that's going to be gone in a year or two? Listen, do I think it's a shock that Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone? Yes, but he is. As I've said for a year, they took a player in the first round like they took Aaron Rodgers. We took Aaron Rodgers. He's going to play, not back up, not come in when Aaron's injured. 
eventually play. And that means somewhere else for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will not retire as a Packer. I've said this for a year. It pains me to say it. So I don't know what the issue is. Like, why do you want to push, do a cap restructure and push dead money on him? Do it for someone else that's going to be there for three years. And why do you want to extend a guy that's not going to be there even for the three years he's got the contract for? Now, if the argument is you got to give Aaron Rodgers free money because he was MVP, forget about restructure or extension, just give him money more than he's supposed to make. Okay, do that. And if the Packers are balking at that, then I understand it. So, Andrew, uh, I mentioned earlier the Business of Sports. I haven't had a chance to check it out this week. What's on this week's episode of the Business of Sports podcast? Hey, Ross, I watched about probably half my quota for the year of golf. (laughs) (laughs) And I was intrigued like everyone else on this Hideki Matsuyama. And, oh, my God, I'm thinking what a marketing bonanza is coming from Japan, really humble guy, drives a minivan, and the, the massive sports market in the Far East. So I looked around, read some articles, and sure enough, the guy who was talking about it in a couple articles was my colleague at Villanova. I haven't met him. He's in the mar- marketing department at the business school named Ray Taylor. So I brought him on. We talked about this figure that's being bandied about a billion dollars in future marketing for Matsuyama, which he thinks is a very realistic number. And then it moved over into sort of Beijing Olympics and potential boycotts. A lot of talk about sort of the Far East and sports. I thought it was really interesting. So he's on the pod this week. You know, you were the first one I saw tweet, Andrew. This will be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And you were right, evidently. Like, that is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I what he pointed out on the podcast to let people listen is, you know, you start, don't really realize the longevity of golf. So if he's 29 now, you know, he's got 30 years left. He's got 30 years. So could he make a billion dollars in 30 years based off this tournament? Yeah, he could. Check him out on social at Andrew Brandt. And more importantly, check him out on the Business of Sports podcast. What a cool guest this week. Thank you so much, Andrew, as always. I always love it, Ross. Thanks. I always love the ridiculous deals that my dudes over at DraftKings are giving you. How about this? By the way, start next week, we're going to dive into betting on the draft as well as a free-to-play pool on the draft on the Fantasy Feast and even money. So get fired up for that. But if you haven't already, get the Sportsbook app on your phone or your new iPhone like I just got one. And make sure once you get that app on your phone, you throw the code Ross in, put a dollar on any basketball team to make – a three-pointer, you get $100. So basically, it's a free $100. Every team makes at least one three in a game. Boom, there you go. Ducks takes. Hi, Ross. Well, let's start today. The big move in Cleveland. The Browns signed defensive end Jadeveon Clowney. One year, $8 million in a deal that is worth up to $10 million. Yeah, he's got to hit a certain amount of sacks or something to get to $10 million. But he'll get the $8 million. I was in Cleveland while this was all going down. I thought maybe Jadavion would be next to me while we were getting physicals, you know, at the Cleveland Clinic. He's a really specific type of player. He's a move player. He's not a great natural pass rusher. He is a physical phenom who is very physical, and he is terrific when you get him on the move. He doesn't have necessarily a great array of pass rush moves. So 
that I, I like the signing for the Browns because with, with this, and they can move them inside, outside with Tat McKinley. They're really giving Miles Garrett some help here. They know Miles will be double teamed. I think they think McKinley and Clowney can win their one on ones. I think the Browns have a Super Bowl caliber roster. I, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I, I'm going to put them in the category of teams that absolutely are capable of winning the Super Bowl. Tux takes. Rams stud D-tackle Aaron Donald facing assault charges stemming from an incident at a bar in South Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say about this. Uh, You know, reportedly the guy suffered some pretty serious injuries. I don't know what's true, what's not. I don't know if it was a fight. He says he bumped into Aaron Donald and Aaron did that to him. I tend to doubt that, but I guess we shall see. At a minimum, you know, there's a lesson there that if you're a player, you got to really, really be careful with your behavior. Really careful. Because at any moment, you know, a guy like, who knows what happened there? I'll leave it at that, right? It could have been Aaron Donald did something really bad. It could have been this guy sort of started it and is looking to make money. You never know. While we're on the topic of legal issues, 20 of the plaintiffs have added their names to the lawsuit against Deshaun Watson. Not really sure what to make of that other than uh, I guess it makes the case stronger when more of the women are willing to attach their names to it. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but it seemed like Watson's camp and lawyer were like, yeah, make sure make them public. And then the other camp was like, okay, here they are, it's public. Tux takes. And finally, the Steelers resigned linebacker Vince Williams. Your thoughts on that move? Well, what's interesting is there have been a number of signings in the last couple of hours, Bri. The Seahawks got Alden Smith. So they're, they're throwing a lot of stuff at their pass rush problem. Alden Smith, Kerry Hyder, uh, Carlos Dunlap, Benson Mayoa. Um, they're throwing a bunch of guys at it and hoping, you know, see who they can get the most production from out of that group. They probably know. A couple of them will probably hit, a couple of them won't. So if they put four in there, they'll get something from a couple of them. I kind of like that. Falcons signed both Cordero Patterson, who I'm looking forward to seeing in Arthur Smith's offense, if he can use him creatively, and Deron Harmon. And then Vince Williams. I mean, Vince Williams got cut by the Steelers earlier this offseason. He says he had bigger offers elsewhere. Maybe he did, but this happened a couple times this year where Carlos Dunlap's an example where they had to cut guys under the cap, but then once they're under the cap, they're like, and they see what the price was for the guy, they were happy to bring him back. I'm happy, by the way, to bring back the football feedback show, the YouTube exclusive show where you guys come on the screen and get a chance to ask me any question you want, but we're not getting enough entries. So no football feedback till I get more entries. Take advantage of any of the sponsors. Send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, especially keeps. And you can be a part of the next football feedback, but got to have at least five to 10 to do it. Let's get to an email. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. 
Email address is always Ross at RossTucker.com. And if you take advantage of one of our glorious sponsors, anything you do in life anymore, you get an email for it. You get an email confirmation. Send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. And I will go ahead and read and respond to it on the show. And you might even be the winner where you get a signed picture or press pass or card or whatever. What do you got, Brian? Hey, Ross. Uh, hey, Brian. A question is a perfect question for the offseason. Ross, what would be your dream coaching staff in your front office? So if you could pick for each, a head coach, coordinators, position coaches, a GM, an owner, et cetera, who would it be? Uh, on behalf of all your listeners, we appreciate your guys' hard work and dedication. That is from Jesse Miller. Ooh, that's a tough question to figure out sort of on the spot like that. Um I think for owner, it's Robert Kraft. I think that's that's an easy one for me. Uh, gives the resources. Players love him. Let's the people he hired do the job. I think Robert Kraft would be the owner. I think the head coach, that's a close one for me between Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. I think I'll go Belichick because he was probably the most impressive coach I was around on a different level. So I'll probably go Belichick there. I'm not going to get into position coaches. That that's too much. GM. Can I go Ozzie Newsome? He's kind of out of the league now. Uh, I don't know. I guess I would go Ozzie Newsome if I could. In terms of guys that are still doing it. Kind of like Brandon Bean in Buffalo. Kind of like what Brandon Bean's done. I like Chris Boward in Indy as well, but I like what Brandon Bean's done. So I'll go with there. It's funny, though. These things change. A couple of years ago, I, I probably would have said Howie Roseman of the Eagles, right? I might have said Jeffrey Lurie. So these things kind of change year to year. But based on right now how I'm feeling – that would be my selections. Good question. I love it, Jesse. Keep them coming like that, by the way. Ross at RossTucker.com, whether it's for football feedback or just to me respond to here on the show. Other than that, check out the other shows we got this week. You really enjoy Scott Barrett talking receivers on the Fantasy Feast podcast. That was excellent. Even money always good talking NFL season win totals for the first time. See what we said about your team. I think we're done here. Oh, no, we're not. Shout outs. Bry almost got a chance to scold me, but he didn't. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 